You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We are a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host, TK. The boys are in the house. Andy. TK Corbs. Corby. How are we? Good to see you both. Now, today we'll be previewing the... I kind of like that, boys. It's very arrogant, but they are number one. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've got a pretty good track record. Speaking the truth. It's yeah. very fitting, man. Fair enough. Pissing down today, so it's very fitting. Better than the Titans claiming that they've won a cop when they haven't. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on. Head in, please head over to social media for daily player and team analysis. You'll find us at Facebook and Instagram. You'll find us at Talking League Pod and Twitter at Talking League One. Thank you for all the reviews on Apple Podcasts. really helps the show. Now, the Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps, they're open now. $500 cash prize for the first place. So it's free to enter. So head over to TalkingLeaguePod.com. You'll find all the details on the info of the episode notes. Now, today, boys, we'll be talking to Christian Welsh. So we get plenty of chat. He's a funny fella too. So if you don't get anything out of the chat, you'll you get a few laughs because he rips Munster quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head over to Christian Welsh. All right, guys, joining us on the line is Melbourne Storm and Queensland origin prop, Christian Welsh. Christian, good to catch up, buddy. Thanks for having me on, mate. Pleasure, bud. Now, mate, you've had a kind of late start to prison. You achieved – well, congratulations first up. Champions – Origin champions, so you started late to preseason, mate. It's only been a couple of weeks for you. How's this kind of late start to to this preseason been? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think um, the club recognised how I suppose how, how big a year twenty twenty was. Uh, the storm with kind of all the players and staff and families moving up north to Queensland, away from home. So, but um, they could have brought the majority of the squad back at the end of December, but I think they decided just let them. Have a bit extra time away back with their families, and, and so they uh, everyone started on January four, and then a few of us Origin boys got a few more weeks. So um, look, it, yeah, but I think it was really important that all the players came back in good condition because we are starting uh, a lot later, I suppose, than the majority of NRL clubs who have been back since kind of November. So uh, everyone's in good nick, mate, and uh, you know pre-season's still long enough to, to get the body prepared and, and for it to be a tough slog. So. Uh, yeah, troll games around the corner, luckily. Yeah. Mate, how's, how's Mad Dog? Has he come back okay? Mad Dog's good, yeah. He's, uh, mate, he's one of those old school footballers. He's, he's got a, you know, he's really, oh, sorry, he's not terrible, but it's not great, but, you know, like he's, <laughs> so nice you, you don't want him training yeah. anyway. You want him on the turps. Yeah, mate, oh, but that's another reflection, you know, Captain's run, he'll have absolute shocker before, you know, before one of our big games, and everyone's kind of no one's really too worried because sometimes he he plays better when he has a shocker that day before the captain's run. So it's kind of one of those absolute footballers, and I think we've seen you know with that last Origin series just how world class he is and and how high up he is as a I suppose a player in our sport. So um, yeah, no, he's he's such a great fella and, and a great player. We're lucky to have him at the Storm. Yeah, definitely, mate. What's it What's it like? Because Cam Smith's been an institution at Storm, and I know that his stuff's still there, but he's not training at the moment, or he might not even be back. What's it like for Cam not to be in your surroundings now? Um, what, what's it like for us? Yeah, um, yeah look, it's, it's, it's taking some uh, adjusting. Uh, obviously, we've got two different, really young, exciting hookers in, in Brandon Smith and Harry Grant. 
um, you know, hookers are such a, a focal point of, of your attack, particularly. Um, I don't think it's going to be too much adjustment for our defence, but certainly for our attack and in the tempo and uh, and how they like to play their footy. And, and obviously Harry and Brand are pretty strong ball runners, where Smithy was probably a bit more uh, tactical and, and looking up and, and eyeing off opportunities. Um, so it's been interesting for us ruck forwards in, in, in adjusting. And uh, we've, yeah, we need to put a bit of work into it, to be honest, because we've been mm. uh, really lucky to have obviously the, the greatest hooker and probably the greatest player of all time uh, at our club, uh, throwing his passes and, and pushing us around the middle of the field. Yeah, now they're, they're calling Harry Baby Goat. Is that the name that he goes around, that training? Baby Goat? No, he's, um, no I don't know what calls him that. I think uh, we were actually at a gig, uh, Mr. Higgins and, and Buzzby Maru, and they're from CQ, so we are Kind of a huge crowd of Melbourneites, and uh, they actually called him the new Prince of Melbourne. So <laughs> it hasn't really got out yet, but I've been uh, I've been trying to push it that that Harry's been calling himself the Prince because we we don't want to actually acknowledge it that he probably is. But um, yeah, no, he's he's a good young fellow, Harry, and uh, just a real tough, hardworking fellow. And um, you know, I've just seen over the years him come through the under twenty system of ours at the Storm. You kind of just knew he's he's going to be a pretty special player. Yeah, mate. Am I getting this right that Harry and Cooper live together? Yeah, Harry and Cooper Jones, yep. Oh, have they, do they put, I hope they put some feeds on something for the boys. No, I haven't, I haven't actually been invited over yet. We've got a little uh, Richmond Breakfast Club where there's, a, there's a, a growing number of boys who live right in the area, so we're starting to catch up. Went to Trivia last week, and as you can imagine, um, a table of 15 rugby league players didn't, we didn't fare too well. I think we come back second half, so I think we're a bit limited outside the, uh, the sport. Category. <laughs> now, mate, Cam missing. I saw both Pups and also Cooper having some goal-kicking practice. Please tell me Christian Walsh is putting his hand up. Oh, I wish, mate. Those days are gone, sadly. Now, I, um, you know, I've only just been given permission from Belzer to start passing the footy, and you know, <laughs> goal-kicking is, is a long way away. So he's uh, he's a bit up and down and, and black and white with his front rollers. Sadly, mate, I'd love to be kicking goals, but hey, I think I'll be leaving that to... Tell him Takiyaho kicks. Or, or mate, Hunter. Mate, t- Who's that? Takiyaho kicks for the Roosters. You've got to tell him that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he's got a bit of a shady background. I think he actually used to be a centre in, in the other 20s days. That, that yeah. uh, you know, if you do some digging, I think he actually used to be a an outside back. But, you know, he's a... We're happy to have him in the front row as union. He's probably got a bit too much footwork for my liking. And, uh, and obviously, uh, he's an incredibly talented player. And, um, yeah, it's really hard playing against him. Mate, Pups has got a, a nice little style on him. And I know that Munster kicked last year a little bit. But put on the line, if someone had a kick for your life, who would you pick out of the boys? Who would I pick? Oh, geez. I, think, I think both of them don't have great success rates. Oh, they're I think they're, be, they're uh, terrible, mate. They're 50%. <laughs> yeah, so look, I I think I'd just take take it in my own hands. You know, I wouldn't trust Munster. He'd probably miss it on purpose if my life's on the line. <laughs> oh, mate! Last year you came, you know, you came back from your ACL, and but what was noticeable from round nine to pretty much grand final day, you're increased in minutes and just your dominance on the field. Like you were playing fifty to fifty five minutes. Was that kind of Something that was always in the cards is this kind of where you prefer playing those sort of minutes? Yeah, um, yeah, something I've always wanted to do to try and play more minutes. But at the same time, it's pretty hard to get minutes in this Melbourne Storm forward pack. To be honest, we've got some really high quality players, 
um, you know, Jesse, Nelson, um, Tino's left the Chewy Kamakamita, who I reckon be starting at most NRL clubs. Mm. Sadly, he, he couldn't get into the 17 for the grand final, and he, he's going to be a big player for us, so he'll come in. There's so many contributors. Brandon Smith will be coming in through the middle as well. Um, so, look, it's pretty hard to get, to be honest, but I, I don't think you want to be playing... Oh, I certainly don't want to be playing rugby league just to try and get my minutes up so I've yeah, got yeah. better run meters or tackles. I'm I'm more than happy, mate, if, if say, if I, if I need to fall back to 40 and it's a, it's a better work for the team that we're winning games of footy because that's, that's all I can care about, mate, just competing. And, um, you know, the group of forwards we've got, it's a, it's a real privilege to play for these guys and it certainly makes... Uh, it certainly makes me look better as a, as a player by playing alongside these guys who, who do so much hard work that probably goes uh, unnoticed. Yeah, definitely. Mate, a couple of new boys that must be impressive. Like, they're specimens. Like, Remus Smith and George Jennings, they're, they're quite built for wingers. Like, what have they been like at training? Yeah, they've, uh, they're some big boys. Like, Remus, is, he's quite a big boy. So, yeah, uh, yeah they've, uh, I haven't seen too much of them because I don't tend to double out there with the wingers, but um, look, I think they've been going right. I think they've been in the alternative group and uh, it's going to be a tough, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a real heavy contest. And I think those trial games are going uh, to determine who, who gets that wing spot. And there's obviously some, some of you guys who have been at the Storm, Isaac Lumi and, and Dean Iremaya, um, they're putting their hands up as well. And then Marion Seve, he's come back from an ACL. So, uh, you know, people forget that he was... Yeah, yeah kind of holding that centre spot down before uh, sadly getting injured and Branko League getting his opportunity and, and taking it with both hands. So, um, yeah, quietly pretty happy with the amount of death we got uh, in, in the outside back. So I think it's, it's, it's obviously a good thing, I think, the more they challenge each other. Yeah. Christian, I've got to ask you about Jack Howarth. I've got sent a video and he looks an absolute player. What can you tell us a little bit about Jack? Yeah, Jack's going really well. He's... Uh, he moves so well, such a big guy, and he's got a great step. So he came did a full preseason last year, and then headed back to Brisbane and finished high school off. And he's moved down, and uh, he's living with Trent Liero. He's he's another bloke who's kind of going under the radar and really fit, big, strapping lad from Sunny Coast. He he plays in the back row. So those two housemates, uh, I think they've got a really big future. Um, yeah. So look, I think it's another story, mate, of these these guys who come down here. Um, you know, they're going to get two or three Melbourne Storm NRL pre-seasons in and then they're going to be really set to, to play and, and dominate the NRL level, I think, in, in a couple of years. So hopefully uh, they get a taste this year and, and, and play a few games. But, um, you know, a guy like Harry Grant's a perfect example of, you know, mm. doing four to five NRL pre-seasons under the tutelage of, you know, Kevin Smith and Craig Bellamy, fine-tuning his game and always trying to get better each pre-season. Uh, and then you you kind of get that finished product, even though he's only played kind of 20 NRL games. He's kind of a lot more developed than that already. Yeah, for sure. Now, two things just to finish. Mate, who would be the fastest in the team over 40? Over 40? Over 40? Yeah. Uh, Apart from yourself. After me, yeah, obviously. Uh, I'd have to probably say Ado Car, but he's about 40 kilos, mate. He's a little oh, that's winger. Right. So. Mate, he's Lumi Lumi yeah. fast over 40. Uh, yeah, I think he's pretty sorry, yeah. I think there's um who would it be? Pappenhausen's good. Um, that'd actually be a pretty yeah, good race, but Pups and, and Addo. Jesus, that would actually be real good. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So um once again, speed's not my domain, so I'm probably not appropriate to pass comment on who actually is the quickest, but 
Mate, what? We've got some speedsters. That's all we need. How come I didn't see you figure in the table tennis tournament? What happened? Did you get knocked out early? Yeah, months of knocking me out. I'm, I'm just no good at it. It's so frustrating. I, I hate losing shit like that, especially blokes like that who carry on the last like, month. <laughs> so, um, no, it was great, man. We actually ran a, a bookmaker set up. Um, myself, uh, Brandon Smith, Elizabeth, and then we had Darren Shading, just the mullet. He was our, he was just on our hard man protecting the money. So we took over a thousand dollars of bet. I actually probably shouldn't be saying it. it's probably not illegal, but um, yeah, he's yeah. a bit of the a book unit, has come eh? out on top because our uh, our two dollar second favourite, Felice Cafuti, who everyone bombed, everyone really loved, he got knocked out in the semis. He showed hard, so the bookies <laughs> are very happy to see him go. And uh, Nico Hines, the four dollar roughy, uh, beat our dollar fifty favourite in Channel Munster. So uh, not too many people were on Nico. So the, the bookies had a good time out of the Sunny Coast. We actually. Uh, Okay, a bit of cash. Nice, nice. Now, final question, Christian. Take yourself out because I already know it's you, but who's the strongest pound for pound at the storm? Oh, that's a good one, mate. Dale Finucan, he he's just an intensely kind of motivated trainer and the way he lifts weights in the gym, he's, he's very strong. And then there's Felice Kafusi who has that natural kind of Polynesian strength but he doesn't have a go at all in the gym, mate. He just kind of cruises through, but it's depressing, mate. When he wants to flick the switch, um, you know, he, <laughs> count for pound, I reckon he'd be right up there, old Felice Kifushi. Nice one. Well, Christian, I really appreciate you joining me on the podcast this afternoon. All the best for the season, mate, and keep ripping in, brother. No worries. Thanks for having me on. All right, boys. Big four, actually, because they've got Harry Grant, Jerome Hughes, Cameron Munster, and Ryan Puppenhausen, who are Stacked all around the same price. So we'll go with the big four. We'll start with the baby goat, Harry Grant. Corby, you're very keen. Price of 823K. Break even of 61. Does have a huge ownership for someone so expensive, 19.5%. But Corby, spit it away, mate. He's Captain Material, little baby goat. I'm liking it. Hey, is it, sorry, can we, is it Fresh Prince? Fresh Prince of Melbourne? Is it always a baby goat? Oh, yeah. 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 Fresh Prince. I like both of them. But are we talking about Classic? In Classic, I don't think I'll go him. I'm more talking of a draft approach. Okay. You're just psychologically trying to make me not pick him. Yeah. Don't lie. <laughs> Listen to the stats and you can make your decision. He 47 was his lowest score. That's captain material. If you're hitting 50, around that 50 lowest, then that's a good pickup. 49 tackles in that three um, missed tackles in there. So I think he's going to be better for his defence with a year under the belt. I don't think he'll have as many. The cheese coming on through the middle in that talk sort of tells us that he could be potentially playing that 80. And that's what a lot of people have been thrown off by, I think. A lot of people like Grant, but mm. we're thinking Smith's going to take his minutes. But that little comment has to get you excited about the little baby gate. Andy? Uh, I did a piece earlier on him, and I was all for him, but I dug a bit deeper. And did you break up? Look, yeah, we broke up. We split, we split up. So that was 48, 49 tackles last year for the Tigers, one of the terrible teams. So Smith averaged 35 tackles last year. That's 13, 14, 13 tackles difference. Mm. So there's loss there in defense. Yep. Smith averaged 15 try assists last year to Grant's five. There's 10 yeah, try assist difference. Yep. Also, that doesn't mean put into the account that he's not goal-kicking either. So I think it's a bit of a trap. I I rated him before, but I'm I'm staying clear. So if Cameron Smith averaged 60 and he had 15 try assists and eight points from goals, so you're kind of projecting Baby Goat to maybe hit a low 50? 
Yeah, definitely not the 61 points that he did last year. Yeah. Tiger's defence, like he, a lot more defence. He may, he may find a little bit of attack here and there, pick up off Smith's um, mm. loss for Smith, but yeah, I don't see him getting 15 try assists. Okay, so audience have to make their minds up. Two good little things, but yeah, I think definitely on Classic I'm a void, but on Draft I might just do it just to spite Corby. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's but. interesting though, Welch talking about that attack change. So will they change their attack? Because it was all revolved around Smith. Yeah, yeah. sort of. Will that, will that bring Grant in a little bit more to get a few more points and, and see a few more darts from the number nine in Storm? Mm. I guess with one season, we're, it's all just speculation. Well, one of you two are going to be right, unless you put him in <laughs> team number 50. It, <laughs> is, is, isn't that our whole show, just speculation? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Let's move on. Jerome Hughes, big contract offer today from the, the Warriors. I think they should pull out of that. But today's price, 678K in Fantasyland. Break even at 51, does lose his dual positioning. Now, Andy, you're keen, aren't you? Yeah, I think with the departure of Smith, it has to go somewhere. Like, I don't see Grant picking up his kick meters. Mm. He's 130 kick meters average per game, whether he splits up with Cam or Hughes. I see Hughes picking it up. He was That's a good bit, point. Andy's uh, on fire today. He's so prepared. <laughs> and, what is happening? Yeah. And with the 15 tries as well from Cam, it has to go somewhere as well. So I'm looking for... Jerome Hughes and Munster to both uh, take that, the the risk. So, But Munster is owned by 24% of people. Hughes only 35 So you're seeing a bit of a pod? I think so. I think a massive bit of a, a, a massive pod. For Andy's prep tonight. <laughs> this is very impressive by you. Also, just another one, joined the 100 Club last year. Ever since he's given up his jokes for a week, he's just put it all into analysis and he's he's firing. We'll see. Quite worrying. Quite worrying <laughs> that he spent so much time for such shit jokes. <laughs> True. Let's move on now. Mad Dog, Cameron Munster. He's 671K, break even at 50. Ownership is getting out of control now, 24%. Corbs, your thoughts on Munster? I'm not really interested in the Munster. Mm. In classic and in draft, I suppose I'll about around three if he gets that far, which I don't think he will. Yeah, I th- I think I'm leaning towards surprisingly, Andy, and I think Hughes will take a lot more of that kicking that Smith is going to give up. Okay, so you agree? It's so that's... Quite, yeah, it's, it's quite it, crazy it's, though. With yeah. sorry, quite crazy with the Jerome Hughes. That was only his first season in the halfback role. Mm. He he did really well. Hey, oh, elite mate. That's he a, became elite. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He did, did have a couple of games in 2019, but yeah, first full season. Yeah, interesting this week. I watched a little bit of video on both Cameron Munster and Ryan Puppenhausen both kick. All I can say is Ryan Puppenhausen's got a really good style and a lot of his misses were from the touchline. Well, Cameron Munster kicks like, you know when, when you're playing under eight and everyone gets a kick <laughs> and he somehow gets it over the line? Like, he's got a really bad style. And I've got a feeling, considering how much more playmaking he's going to have to do with Smith out, I reckon it, they will lean towards Puppenhausen. So I reckon that kind of taking away kind of that eight, six to eight extra points because that's the difference with Munster and Puppenhausen. One of them is going to become very elite right this year. I think both. Even without only – just say Puppenhausen gets the kicking, does Munster still become elite? Yeah, I think he does. He got he had an injury in round seven, which hindered his middle of his season. Mm. So he could have scored he could have scored more than uh, 50 points already. And I think when you look about – when you think uh, Norigen, no Smith, who – the Maroons won off the back of Mad Dog Money. It's true. Like he has that that sort of aura around him that he does he does he shows the boys through his actions and I think he will step up. Um, 
don't know where the points will come from. Maybe a couple of extra tackle breaks or extra kicks here. But I think he'll step up, and I think he's going to score more than 50. He's in my team now, but I'm actually thinking about flirting with Jerome Hughes instead. You love a good flirt. But with Puppy, like because he's right on that border of 49, 658K, if he kicks and he gets those extra eight points, plus continuing to develop as a footballer, mm. he could easily challenge Teddy as that premier wing fullback. Corby? Yeah, whoever gets it is looking at those extra eight points and mm. pushing them towards that 60 average a game. TK, uh, Andy and TK, with the Munster, for such a dominant display in the origin, the he got around that 60 points already for Munster. So that's, that is pretty crazy if he can get those extra points. He could be looking at 70. So, Andy, you could be on the money there. Pick, the, the, the mad dog money. <laughs> okay, pick one. Round two comes along, or your classic team. You can only pick one, Pups or Munster, Andy. Uh, going with me heart, I think... I think Munster. Okay, I'm going Pops. Corbs. Yeah, I'm going Pops. Yeah. I just think he's a little bit more valuable, a little bit more upside. But, Andy, again, like you've been very impressive tonight. You're like, <laughs> if it was a man of the match for like a podcast, you would be right up there right Melbourne's now. Melbourne's just this easy. There's so many so much stars. If we are playing you, you would have five tackle breaks, a try assists, and you maybe you hold someone up over the line. Like, you're going pretty good. A try-saver. Yeah. And it's not even half-time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, it could be a terrible second half. could be a Parramatta of 2018. No jokes. <laughs> Boys, let's move on. So I think we're going to get a few avoids now. So the fantasy relevance, there was three guys that – we'll start with the cheese because the cheese is going to be a very interesting one to break down. 602K, a 45 break even, an ownership of 8.8. does have that dual. Yeah, Corby, in your draft team last year, he was a huge part of what you did because of kind of versatility. He got a lot of minutes as well. With Tino going, do you expect him to get those minutes that may, might make him valuable? Uh, I think with if Jesse Bromwich, he seemed to be out a bit and that sort of helped Tino. But they've got that also Kamakamika coming back who mm. pretty much played no footy. And he was getting huge raps coming into the season. Or Welsh. Even Welsh. Welsh him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Solomon, um, Solomon, he's huge, and he was—he'd got that sort of was always on the back foot from the start when he was um, got in a few hiccups over him. <laughs> a brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> but their their bench, I just can't see the minutes being huge again for the Cheese, and with them locking in Grant, I think they're just going to—you've got your role, mate. Play it and then you're moving on next year. Yeah, he's out the door anyway. So yeah, I think you agree, Andy? I agree. I think he's overpriced. He's about 8% of people. So people, some people like him, maybe yeah. just because he's a people person. Boys, at Ocar, interesting. It took him a long time to warm up into the season. was really, really poor to start the season. Rounds 1 to 10, he scored 26 back end, but he scored 43, and that was between rounds 11 and 20. But... A really good final series as well. Ownership of 7.8. Comes in not too badly priced. 472K, break even to 35. He does kind of have that trend, but, right? He does start slow, right? Yeah, and the inflated games, the inflated seven games uh, last year, just yeah, inflated his price too much for me. And uh, him with going to the dogs, I think I'm just off him. I don't, uh, I don't see him playing that well. Uh, it's, he's going to reduce in price for me. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Corby? No, unless I get him as a pickup just to fill a spot in draft. But in classic, there's, I think you either go the big guns or there's too much value to be had 
in that okay. uh, yeah winger fullback position. Kind of in the draft, kind of after that round, kind of eight nine boys. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, somewhere around if that. you're searching for a wing fullback, maybe. Oh, it'd be good for like thirty five points for a draft. He might go less than that. Might go thirty. Mm. Still okay, better than yeah. my halves last year. All right, boys. In the center position, there's not a huge amount of value. But one guy that stood out last year. Probably not that much in fantasy, but in an overall sense, was Branko Lee. You know, he, from the scrap heap to an Origin and an Origin series win, and also a premiership. That's pretty pretty impressive. But he comes in at 461k, break even of 34, ownership only of one percent. Probably looking a little bit more kind of draft relevant again, back end boys. Oh, uh, even in draft relevant, just his inconsistency of going in and out of the team, Def- poor defensive reads. Bellamy dropping in because of defense. Mm. I just can't trust him. Like, he does score pretty well. I think he's got a couple of 40s yep. or, or higher, but uh, yeah, just the inc- uncertainty of him coming into the team or not. Corby? Yeah, I think he's like around 11, 12. He's back end, like your last starting spot. I could even be picking good players on my bench before I start <laughs> picking a, a center like him. Mm. Just- With so many other options. Justin Flack yeah. just put a, a line through his scrap. He was about to pick him in the fifth round or something. <laughs> that is for sure. All right, now we're going to move on to our guest, Christian Walsh, and I'm going to make a big call. I reckon he's going to be the pot of the year. So last year came in, uh, break even of – well, comes in now to break even of 40. Price of 537K, only had an ownership of 3%. All right, so he had an ACL injury. took him a little bit to get his minutes, but once – once he did settle in round 9 to 20, he averaged 51 minutes. So there was a few injuries, but at the same time, he was given these minutes and he continued it into the grand final. In the final series, he played three games for 51 minutes when everyone was full strength, scored a 50 average. In that in that round 9 to 20, an average of 46.5. For me, having a look at those stats that he's put up, he's an elite prop now. And with a break-even of 40, I'm expecting this guy to hit high 40s, maybe even early 50s. Corby, you had a good look at him too, didn't you? Yeah, you rattled off all my stats, so I won't, <laughs> won't bother repeating them. Well, I think he's going to be the, the forward that gets those most minutes. So we talked about Murray will probably look to be the, the big minute forward for Souths mm. around that 60. I don't think he'll get around the 60. But yeah, like you said, if he goes that 50... He becomes re- very relevant because he's almost scoring at that he's one PPM's point high, per minute. It? Yeah, but he, even hearing him on the potty though, he was talking about uh, Tui coming back. He obviously missed because of the injury of, of his back back surgery last year. Yeah, even he said he's he's not about him. He's not a minutes man. It's more or less who would do it for the team. Um, yeah, absolutely. If if Bellamy sees so the potential there, maybe leaves him on earlier. But when you've got Nass and Jesse and Tui, Tui was playing thirty six minutes last year. Yeah, like he's got a bit. More to give. Uh, I just think there are too many shared minutes. It's I, I see the potential, but it's not a lockdown for me. He's a quiet achiever, and he does what because he's not as big as the other two guys or explosive. He kind of goes on a little bit under the radar. But what gives me confidence is those final series. They were full strength. Everyone was back, so Tui couldn't get into the team for one. So that they've got to replace, you know, Tino's minutes. So that will go to Tui probably, and then the Chiefs still gets his minutes, which was thirty-five to forty. Jesse Bromish is a really low minutes prop. We've spoken about this a few times, Corby. He's only like a 42-minute, isn't he? Yeah, no, I, I had him at lower than that. It was in the 30s when I was – because I've got a, a rough, likely um, starting forward pack. And you look at Welch. He's just that solid, safe player in the middle, just yeah. that motor. Okay. You know what you're going to get out of him every week. Yeah. And like, his, his leadership off the field's huge, and they'll need that with Smith being out. I guess Jesse is turning 32 this year as well. Mm. He's getting to the age where 
the last, last minutes is probably going to be um, given to him. So, yeah. Give, give yourself a tick. I'm with you on that one, DK. I'm 50-50. So I'll put him on the watch list. You remember, like, yeah. Just remember who told you that tip, but if it <laughs> doesn't come off, it was Corby. <laughs> All right, boys, let's move on to a couple of slow – oh, three slow grinders. You know, they've got more kind of reputation than they do have fantasy kind of value. But Dal Finucane, he came back late in the season, 560K, break-even of 42. Kafusi Felice, 532K, break-even of 40. And Kenny Bromwich, the brother, 532K, break-even of 40. I'll start with you, Colby. Any interest in any of these three? Nah, I'm giving a warning to those listening. Don't fall for these players that – a good rep players and do quite well in the actual game of footy. But fantasy-wise, do not pick them. Do not waste your early order picks. I think I picked last year maybe six and seven for Nukin and Kafusi, and they weren't in my team past round <laughs> five because I was just sick of them scoring the 40 averages. You can pick up some really uh, low orders in the draft or late orders in the draft that score the same in those positions yeah. in the mid and edge. Quiet. Eddie? Yeah, Kafuzi hasn't been the same since 2017, 2018. I think he averaged 45 each year. And you think, like, he has that pedigree, like, oh, I'll pick him. He'll score well. No. Nah. It's not the busy. same as – but Bromwich had a couple of tries from, uh, I think, Smith mm. uh, to the left to, to Bromwich to, to bash over the line. And I, I don't see him doing that either this year. So, yeah, it's a no-no-no for me. And Finuc and his minutes have been reduced. Um, 2019, it was 58 minutes. And yep. 2020, 52 minutes. So. Yeah, I agree. The only one I'd maybe put on a watch list is maybe Kenny Bromwich. Did score 50 as an average in 2019. I remember your brother used to always captain him for some reason. Yeah. And he used to get away with it. But going through the stats. That's why he hasn't won a comp. Yeah. From 2019 <laughs> to 20, he's dropped off about 20 metres. Maybe he's getting a little bit older as well. Tackle busts in half. So... Just a watch list. Do not buy. I think Corby's got a nice little kind of disclaimer on that one. Just not good footballers yeah, aren't stay always away. fantasy. So stay away. But we'll end things with our little spicy. Now, Tui was on our mind. So, Andy, you kick us off with Tui. Yeah, okay. Basically, I've already already uh, talked about him. Uh, because of this back surgery last year, I think it was unfortunate. Um, he was starting to make his way into the team before. Pre-COVID, he was very good, right? Yeah, he was going real it was well. high 40 sort of average? Um, what was it? Yeah, I think it was a 33, but it just had a, po- a points per minute of 93 uh, last year. Okay. So I think if he can force himself and find some more minutes in the team, which will be hard, yep. but Nass, he's a big flopper, doesn't really uh, run that long. And Bromwich dropping off, so it's a bit of a watch list. If he if he comes in the team, he's getting more than um, thirty six minutes. Yeah, I'd I'd be trying to have a look at him, especially for three hundred eighty k. Okay, now moving on. Now, Corby, when Remus Smith signed for the Storm, you were all over it. You were sending us pictures of his guns. You were doing all sorts of weird stuff. Like, is your love affair with Remus still happening? Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard now because I'm just getting excited by footy in <laughs> um, in general. Remus is still definitely in both teams. He could be a cheeky pickup in draft if you can get ahead of him and none of the other boys are listening to the pod. <laughs> but, in, but in classic, you've, I think he's a must if he's starting. Mm. There's still a little bit of an if, but from a lot of things that I've been reading online, and there's nothing locked in just yet, but it's all leaning towards him starting on that wing. And I just think he's going to shoot up around that mid-30s, 40 Average is he in all twenty of your teams, or he's in eighteen of them? Two, <laughs> I thought I'd just mix it up a bit. 
Just chance it. Sorry, I don't have the yeah. stat. Do you have these priced there in front of you there, Corby? Yeah, 300K. So he's priced at 22. Okay. Now, his last three years, 33, 22, 25. That hasn't got many people excited. But. Doggies, finished. 13th, 16th, 15th in attack. Storm, <laughs> finished 4th, 1st, 3rd. You, you know the outside backs always get a little bit of an upside with mm. good attack. Yep. I feel there's 10 points or so in that. Like You look at the stats of Vunavalu, and you mentioned Adokar before. They had huge stats. Vunavalu, 48 average for his last few games for the Storm. It was including finals. But, yeah, I think if he gets that wing spot, he will um, he will be good. He'll be good pick up. Plenty of money to be made. Yeah. Well, that 2018 season, that last game against the Dragons, he torched them. Remember that game? I think he scored like 60 fantasy points. He scored about three tries. Really set him on the, on the stage. But he's got plenty of his speed. I'd love to see, actually, you know, I was having a bit of a laugh with Walshie about who's the fastest, and he says, Pops, there's Addo, but Remus Smith be right up there. I'd love to see a 40 sprint between the three I of them. still wanted to bring him back, hey? Just uh, some way mid-season, just do a 40-yard yep. sprint, 100-meter sprint of all the fastest players of every day. Mate, I agree. I thought it's, it's really good. Guys, the only guy I've got is is Maxi King. So he came over from Gold Coast. I think it was last year. Hasn't had a huge amount of minutes, but his PPM is pretty good at – at 7-4, has had in previous seasons, 2018, four games starting at prop, four Gold Coast, 46 minutes for a 36 average. 2017, lock was more his position, nine starts, 52 minutes to 38. Again, it's a long season, especially with Origin having so many, if they get injuries during Origin, maybe someone just to keep on the radar because he does play. He's got some good footwork. He's a bit of a sizable fella. So just someone to keep under the radar, put him in the little black book. Maxi King, he's only at 246K, break-even of 18. So back end of the season, if they cop some injuries, a little bit of resting from origin, you need someone in the cheap end, Maxi King could be a guy. Okay, no, I like that. I think you've got to have a couple of players like that Just, because you don't want your team too weak with mid-rangers. You've got to have some some bottom price, not quite bottom price there, but really uh, low cost Well, you might players. pick the bottom, right? What happens if someone gets injured mid-game and they hit – a 60, and then, you know, people are just playing catch-up to this guy, do you know what I mean? Like, he might get a yeah. game where he just gets a few minutes, you know? Yeah, uh, no, I don't mind that one. That's good. Cool. Uh, boys, before we go, because this is coming out on Saturday, so why don't we spit our Indigenous All-Stars Punters Club just for – I'll go first so you guys can just get quickly grab your stuff. So I had the Indigenous All-Stars to win into an anytime Jesse Raymond into anytime. Jordan Ricky, so for that combined, it's a twenty-one fifty little game. So stick maybe a dollar fifty on that one. <laughs> Andy, you've got yours up. Uh, mine's a bit, bit more conservative. It's Latrell anytime, Fafita anytime, Indigenous minus five and a half, and that's a nice little eight dollars twenty-five. Ooh, that's cheeky, Corby. I see your eight dollars fifty-five. <laughs> I'll raise it <laughs> to the thirty-five fifty. I'm going all out this game. I know it's going to be attacked, but they don't worry about defence in here. It's all about entertainment. I'm going Tarpany with a pretty weak uh, Indigenous middle for feeder Kurt and Cot- Cotter. Is it who's the Ruben Booker? Uh, Cotter, yeah, Cotter. Yeah, Cotter, yeah. And then I've also got Cody Walker. He loves just the free flow and attacking footy. He'll get yeah, he over does. captain and Indigenous All Stars just to win the game. So that that will get you going for the weekend. Get your plenty of years. <laughs> what what did that cost, mate? What was that price? 
$480.20. You can boost it too. Oh, we forgot to say gamble responsibly, people. Just remember, gamble responsibly. But ne- next week on the show, guys, we've got four teams to go. We'll probably wrap it all up. So Manly with Josh LIA. We've got Penrith with Cameron Serraldo, Billy Walters with West Tigers, and I'll see how I can round up from the from the Bulldogs to finish things up. But before we go, please head over to social media. Follow us on there, Talking League Pod across Facebook and Instagram, Twitter at Talking League One. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Really loving all those reviews coming in. And jump into the Talking League Fantasy and Tipping Comps, which is now open. All right, gents, to close, who is your dream draft that we pick tonight? Oh, for my Give pick. Give me one, because you're going to be picking sixth, Andy. Who are you? I'm seventh. Who are you? Oh, you're seventh. Yeah. Who's your dream seventh? Jeez, uh, put me on the spot. I'm, I think I'm going to have to – I'm going to get Madison. Okay. Yeah. Corby? I'm, I'm thinking the terrible goatee Crichton. Ooh. Have you seen his goatee at the moment? It's I love bad. it. It's like a King Leonidas. No. He's <laughs> like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. I'll get Teddy, but if I don't get Teddy, I'm going to just ruin your your draft and I'm going to get Crichton. For those doing draft, the, the edges – they're, they're the key because, you know, there's not many, especially when they changed it. So it used to be second row forwards with a there's heaps of, uh, like, uh, people to choose from. And yeah, it, the edge is yeah, a bit Now it's a bit different. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Andy, Corby, thank you. See you, lads. I loved See it. See you, boys. Bye for now. Bye.